The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Season 2 of Students of Mind, the podcast where we aim to normalize conversations about mental health. Last season, we connected you with experts in the field of mental health to provide an understanding of topics and illnesses that may not have been easily accessible. This season, we will continue our learning journey together by not only speaking to experts, but also by listening to the voices and stories of real people who are living, surviving, and even thriving while also facing challenges with their mental health in their everyday life. This season, we want to hear your stories to get the full truth of what it's like to manage one's mental health and navigate living with mental illness. My name is Jade, and today's episode is part of the Social Media Minds series, where we sit down with social media influencers to talk about how their work affects their mental health. Today's guest is Pinky Patel, a mom, wife, and TikTok star who rapidly grew a following during the COVID-19 pandemic. In our discussion, Pinky talks about the ways she uses social media and the boundaries she's placed around it, and we talk a little bit about the current state of mental health in India. I hope by listening to the show, you're able to learn something new and gain some encouragement through hearing our experts and listening to the journeys of our guests. However, this show is not a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Students of Mind podcast. Today's guest is Pinky Patel. Pinky gained her TikTok fame in the latter half of 2020 through making funny videos impersonating her mother. Although she has a significant online presence, Pinky still continues to work at her nine to five job and is a mother. Today, Pinky will talk about her relationship with social media, how she deals with both good and bad comments, managing online and offline life, and a bit about what mental health in India is like today. This was a fun conversation, one that's more lighthearted than most, so I hope you laugh and learn something new. Let's jump right in. Welcome, Pinky. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm really excited for this conversation. For sure, Um, for sure. 
Before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? So um, I'm just a typical everyday mom you would find in suburbia who decided to try something different during this this pandemonium. Uh, While we were at home, got kind of tired of just looking at the same three, four faces. And so, you know, decided, hey, let's make an office. And now what do we do? Um, And then everything kind of progressed from there. I mean, I have two kids. I know it takes people a long time to realize that my roommates are my kids uh, or my family members, I should say. So between husband and two kids and a dog, um, it's pretty much kind of crazy during the day. Um, and then kind of also the nine to five, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize that I still have a nine to five, like, but you're a creator. I'm like, that, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Um, I think there's a big misconception of because you have so many followers on one platform, you must be making millions of dollars. And I'm like, who told you this? Like, what? where are you getting your data from? <laughs> like, are you just talking amongst your friends and making assumptions about people? Like, I've never been involved in social media too much until last year and I've gotten a couple of comments from followers that are like I went to your YouTube and you only have stuff from 10 months ago and I'm like yeah because that's when I started 10 months ago they don't realize that and so yeah it's just I'm just your typical everyday PTA mom just the brown version instead of the white version you know (laughs) I we're we're super involved in the kids like extracurriculars from baseball to whatever they want to do and then just super involved in their school and just kind of you know living that American dream (laughs) that we've always been kind of fed of this is what you want to do this is where you want to go this is where you want to end up and then kind of took a slight detour this year of well maybe there's more maybe there's a lot more out there Um, and definitely it's a lot easier with social media and the internet and just trying to get to meet different people like I don't think you we would have ever met if social media didn't exist you know so it's wild I I use the term crazy a lot so I have to like start putting up other words that are synonyms for that or whatever it is but I I'm always like this is the craziest thing that I will ever be doing in my life and but then like a couple days later there'll be something else that's the craziest thing that I've ever done in my life and all because of social media so yeah wow yeah it's I feel like a lot of people or there's like a handful of people who had like rapid growth on social media in the past year. Um, So I can imagine like having to adjust so quickly is probably like an interesting experience. Yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't start off being like, I'm going to get big and I'm going to this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm already doing what I want to do. Like, I already have a career. So this is just like I said, it's like fluffing, right? It's like, oh, it's extra money coming in if there is anything. But it's more just for like a de-stressor. Like there's, you know, in your everyday life, there's, you have to have that brain to mouth filter, right? Like just because you're thinking something, it doesn't mean you say it. And if you decide to say it, let's be nice. Don't hurt people's feelings, all that good stuff we teach our kids. Um, But when it comes to having to work in a specific setting, like I have a corporate job, my nine to five is corporate. And so, you know, you have to like speak, use the corporate lingo. You can't just be like, what the, like, if you throw F-bombs at work, they're gonna be like, "Mm, ma'am, we're gonna have to fire you. It's like, no, but don't fire me. I need a job. Stuff like that, you know? And so I think for me, this was just an outlet during the pandemic. Um, It was a way to kind of, you know, 
tell my friends my stories because I used to do them in person at work or I used to, we used to get together and then that all stopped, right? Like March 13th, everybody's like, stay home. Don't do anything. We can't, you guys can't socialize anymore. It's like the first couple of weeks, it was amazing. Cause I was like telling my husband, this is the longest I've ever spent with you. Cause we had a long distance relationship and then we got married. And even after you get married, you're, you know, you're at work eight, 10 hours, you come home, you're together three or four, then you're sleeping. So people don't realize that you don't really spend that much time with your significant other, whoever it is. So I was telling him like third week, oh my God, we're spending so much time together. I love it. And by the fourth week, I was like, I don't know, I'm done. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> but because it was just like, it was just like, oh, this is the same thing. Like, I'm not saying the kids were being crazy. My kids are older. So they're, they do a lot of their own stuff, you know? So it's not like I have to entertain them. And I, I, told the whole family I was like I don't know what we would do if a our house was any smaller and b if you guys were like toddlers I would have gone crazy because they wouldn't have let me work like I feel so bad when I'm on zoom calls and we're last year more but I would be on zoom calls and people's you know kids would pop up and they're like trying to hide them and it's like we all understand we get it like if you know if you can't be real in in this type of situation that the world is having to like figure out then when can you be real and so it was just a way for me to to tell all these stories to my friends and I would send post them on Facebook or YouTube or whatever and and then they just kind of encouraged me hey you should you should do this on TikTok I'm like what I can't dance I can't lip sync that's not for me no I and it took them a while to convince me and so then finally in October last year is when I actually started posting in TikTok and then here we are <laughs> wow that I didn't realize it was October that's that's not that long ago yeah I mean it's it's pretty wild because it, it was I think I don't know the exact date but October is around the time that I started posting um and I only remember that because of Halloween like you know I do that whole date association thing a lot um and so it a lot of people get surprised because nobody really goes back to like the original video like the very first one because even I don't and it's my account I'm like I'm not scrolling like this is ridiculous I'm not gonna keep scrolling there's like there's probably like hundreds and hundreds of videos and so yeah but ever since October I just kind of newer like I said there's always like a new something new happening every week and I'm just like what I don't even how how is this like how is this possible like you know the meme how what (laughs) I have memes running through my head on a daily basis like that is all gifts and memes that's all it is so um so can you talk about the type of content you make on TikTok for the people who may not know yeah so I mean I think in a lot of my videos um I, I heavily impersonate my mom, which she's an, an Indian auntie. And I feel like, at least in our culture, I can't speak for everybody's culture, but at least in our culture, Indian aunties get away with saying so much and nobody cares. They're just like, oh, that's fine. She said it. Like they could go up to somebody and be like, why are you so packed? What is going on? Why are you eating all the chocolates? And people are like, like, they get mad, but they're they're mad at the auntie because she's actually speaking a truth. Like, you know what I mean? And so I feel like I can say certain things when I do channel my mom, um, when I mimic my mom. Um, but like in my longer videos, I, I do longer vlogs and I post those on YouTube. Like I'll go back and forth. Like I'll be speaking like I just did now. Like I'll do a lot of the code switching because it makes me laugh. And, you know, I feel like 
all right, this is amazing. This is hilarious. And that's the voice that's in my head all the time is, is my mom's voice just telling me, just calm the hell down. It's not that it's not worth it. Like what they're not paying your bills. They're not in charge of your kids. They're not coming and helping you out at home. And so leave their comments alone. It doesn't matter. And it's, you know, that type of stuff always kind of, I accept it a lot more now, obviously being older and being a mom myself, but (laughs) back then it was like, I don't want to listen to you. You don't know what you're doing, you know, but yeah, I just, I may make my mom, I say a lot of things that I think people are scared to say, you know, and a lot of it is silly things, obviously, but like, I know I call people out like, you know, I do stitches or I call them out or I call out stupid things in the video. Um, But that's just me. Like, that's the stuff I notice, you know. So I say a lot of things that people wish they could say, you know, Mm. and they they tell me that in the comments. Like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I was thinking. Or, oh, my God, when I saw that video, that's exactly or they'll they'll pick up other things in the video or and then, yeah, I just try to make it fun. I don't dance. I don't I'm not good at dancing. I'm really ridiculous. Like I have to be smashed to be to dance, like wasted to dance. Uh, I know this about myself. You have to know your strengths and weaknesses and then play off of that. Um, I don't lip sync. I tried it and I was like, this is too hard. I don't want to do anything hard. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be me just making a quick 60 second video while I'm waiting for my computer to load something or or whatever, you know, like just need a break. It shouldn't be something where I'm spending like six seven hours doing because is it worth it is it worth my time you know what I mean yeah so you talked a little bit about um comments um and so I wanted to ask about like since you started posting and gaining a following what's it been like uh receiving comments from strangers um whether negative or positive um and just like having a reach um, that's pretty large and being able to interact from with people from all over? Um, I try in the beginning, I was definitely trying to hit all the comments, at, at least like them or, or just know, letting people know that I saw their comments. But as the notifications kept coming in across TikTok, across Instagram, I was like, I can't mentally handle It's a lot. It's a, like, and then people send DMs and all that. And for the good majority of the time, good majority of the comments, they're pretty positive. People are like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But again, I think it's because I've hit that. They tell me I'm in like in TikTok, I'm in this age group and then Instagram, I'm in this age group. And I'm like, I don't know, you guys are in charge of statistics, not me. I just make the funny stuff. So, um, But they tell me they're like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> in Instagram, you span from like, 21 year old to 60 year olds and I'm like how is that even possible how does a 21 year old like what a 60 year old likes I guess different videos different audiences whatever Um, but again it's relatable right and so it could be something that I'm talking like I could be talking about Twilight because everybody's that's all people have been watching it's like why did I torture myself all those years ago and watch it the first time like what the hell was wrong with me like is this the worst movie in the world but like you know what I mean there's gonna be a lot of six like there's gonna be a lot of people my age who are like agree but then there's gonna be a lot of younger Gen Zers who are like oh my god it's amazing (laughs) you didn't read the books okay you need to read the books (laughs) but like as far as the comments goes I don't if there are negative ones unless they're super racist or super just like nobody needs to read them I just let them go because I'm like, it's just a, it's like a coincidence that I actually saw them 
because like I said, I get so many and I don't, when I'm doing my job, my nine to five, I'm not on my computer. Like, I mean, I'm not on my phone going through apps and whatever. I'm focusing on work. So there's a good eight hours where I don't see my notifications. So by the time I get to it, there's like 99 plus whatever. I don't even know exactly how many. I don't take the time to sit there because by the time I'm done with work, I got to go make dinner. I got to be a family person. You know what I mean? Like it's that whole balance. Um, but I do like I, I'll block people like, <clears throat> you know, I made that silly video for um, when I found out how much people on OF make and I was just dancing to that sound. There were so many people doing it. But for some reason, mine, I feel I'm sure I didn't get targeted, but I just feel like I did. Um, Indian auntie dancing around like an idiot. I'm not skinny, normal, what you like to see on your screen. And I got a lot of uh, definitely a lot of young kids like would tag their friends because I knew they were making fun of me. And I was like, all right, first of all, you shouldn't even be on this app. Second of all, you have no content. Like I'll go to their profile page. They have no content or their account is private or they don't follow me. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to report you. You want to play this game? I'm going to report you. I don't care how old you are. Just because you're hiding behind a screen, that doesn't mean you can say nasty things to people. And so sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do response videos. I don't do a lot of response videos to comments just because I get a lot of positive comments. And so it's like, you know, a lot of response videos I'll do will be like somebody be like, oh, I see that you changed your name. Why did you change your name? I feel like that's a good thing to respond on because it's, you know, I don't want to type it out in a comment. It's easier for me to explain it. But I don't give the hate comments that that energy, that the views. I Like, could I get views? Yeah, because I feel like my followers would come to my rescue and be like, that guy's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But I just don't want to give them the time of day, you know? But I, th- I think it comes from being older and being yeah. in social media versus, like, you know, being in high school or college and, and, and trying to, like, become an influencer or, or social media star or whatever. Like, you know, that's what a lot of younger people, they're like, well, I want to do what they do. It's like, mm, they have talent because you need talent to do that. You know, like, you either have to make people laugh or you have to look good or you have to have a lot of money where you're traveling. Like, you have to have something that people are interested in. And like I said earlier, a lot of people don't realize that. And they just, they're like, well, you can make so much money on social media. It's like, no, not the first year. Maybe not the second, like in the first two years. Like, you got to work for that, you know? People are making money now in social media because they started five, six years ago. It's not instantaneous and so I don't need to do that right so because I still I have my nine to five like that's where that's the money that's going to making sure my kids go to college and making sure I buy grocery that's that money this is if I get it this is my I'm gonna buy a Louis Vuitton purse because I didn't really you know what I mean like this is not like oh, am I gonna pay rent if I don't get the views on my videos and and I feel I feel horrible for my friends where that is the situation like I have a lot of influencer friends now from TikTok and Instagram. And I'm just like, I don't know how you deal with it because I get reported for stupid shit. Like I'm in the middle of a ban right now in TikTok. Like I can't post anything, comment on anything. All I can do is like videos. So I can't even comment. And I love commenting on other people's videos that I like. So all I can do is like, I could probably go live. I don't really like doing that too much until Thursday because somebody didn't like my video. I'm like, and everybody's always like, well, why would they report you? I'm like, Good question, Brenda. Why would they report me? I have no idea. <laughs> they just pick stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's interesting uh, what you said about just being older and the, also having a nine to five, making it easier to kind of ignore those comments. And also just I feel like that may make it easier to kind of keep 
TikTok and all your online stuff is something that's fun and yeah. like a hobby more so than like another job. For sure. I I definitely I strongly feel that be, like I said because I have the regular 9 to 5 and you know I I'm with somebody who has that regular 9 to 5 like unless this is going to make me the same amount of money that my 9 to 5 does it's it's not going away this this job is still staying and so I can keep it fun you know I don't have to like like I mean if you've watched any of my videos I hardly do trends cuz I'm like no that's not me you know like like I said earlier, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. Let's stick to those. Like if I do a dance, it's because it's me being stupid about the fact that I've seen that fucking dance on my For You page a hundred times and I'm so done with that. It's not, like it's it's me being stupid about it. It's me making fun of the trends and stuff. It's never me being like, oh my God, I'm going to kill this transition. No, because I can't do transitions. Like <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. So one more question before we shift to talking a little more about mental health. Mm -hmm. um you, you talked a little bit about how you have um a lot of influencer friends um can you talk more about kind of the like community of influencer friends that or have you developed a community of influencer friends um and if it's like a genuine kind of relationship with them I know internet friendships can sometimes be not as like deep and meaningful sometimes um but i did hear from because uh, i interviewed cody mm -hmm. and um she was telling me like the group of women that you two are a part of is like really supportive and really mm -hmm. amazing for her um and so i just wonder for you how <clears throat> has it been making friends online yeah i mean a lot of people don't know this and they'll know obviously as if i get bigger I don't I, I don't assume I'm gonna get bigger this could all go away tomorrow so I always say if um mm -hmm. but I met my husband online so this was like before eHarmony was a thing whatever so I'm no stranger to making friends online like you know I I grew up when online was just starting to get big and chat rooms and all that stuff and so not a stranger of meeting friends online um but when it came to you know and Cody's right like the group the group of ladies that we're friends with like we have a group chat we talk about everything and anything from our kids to what's going on at our nine to fives to stupid social media stuff to like everything or like yeah you name it we talk about it um and then you know just kind of you definitely have to be careful you definitely have to be careful you have to kind of figure out what people's intentions are you have to just you can't just put all your cards out on the table and you have to be a little bit more reserved. And I don't know if that's because that's just how I am. I've, I'm always reserved. Like, they're like, Pinky, you don't seem excited that we're going to, like, let your meet and greet is coming up. And I'm like, I'm excited. I just, when I get it, and this is just my theory, like, and I've witnessed it throughout my, my growing up, right? Whenever I got excited about something, like something positive, it would never, it would end up not happening. So prime example my husband and I used to fly back and forth to see each other. I grew up in Connecticut. He grew up in Chicago and we would take turns visiting each other. And he was coming to see me for the first time. And I was like super excited and super happy and talking about it and just giddy. You know, I was in college. It was like, Oh my God, he's 19 years old. Oh my God. He's going to come visit me. Boyfriend. Um, and it, it didn't happen. He, something happened and he couldn't come. And I was so disappointed. And then, so as like, I started 
started taking notice that every time I got excited about something and like, you know, I started like getting giddy and just whatever, putting those vibes out there, it wouldn't happen. And so I think I just conditioned myself to be a little bit more reserved with everything and be like, you know what, I'll get excited when the day is here. I'll get excited when we're like when we went to to San Francisco. I'll get excited when I actually see your faces. Like I'm totally excited for the trip, but but like I, I reserve the excitement for later. And I think if a lot more people did that, they wouldn't be so hurt. Like I feel amazing that Cody feels comfortable now with us. You know, in the beginning, she was kind of a little scared too, coming from whatever crap she came from. Um, and I was like, look, I don't, I just started in October. I don't know what any of that crap is. And so if anything, you got me before they did. So whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, again, I think being older helps, you know, being able to be like, do you really want to be friends with me? Because you like me? Have you watched more than one of my videos? Do you understand I'm, I'm mimicking my mom? Like, do you, you know, like that kind of stuff? Or, or are you just trying to be friends with me because you want to grow your following. Like I've gotten to that point now. Uh, I wasn't there before apparently. And now it's like, mm, are you trying to be friends with me? Cause you actually like me or because you just want to have videos with me on your page. And so people be like, Oh my God, is that pinky? And it's like, I'm not traveling the country to do collabs, collaborations with people because I got to work. <laughs> I got, I got two kids that are going to start school in a couple of weeks. I still have to buy school supplies. I'm out. Peace. Like it's <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think um I feel like that those are just great tips for anyone <laughs> when yeah. kind of interacting with people online just because you're interacting with someone that you don't you literally don't know them. Right. Um, and I so say it all the time. I'm like, you guys see this much of me. Like you're actually seeing more of my background than you do in my videos. And that's because you know, computer versus cell phone. I'm like, you guys don't know if I have like 10 bodies behind me. You have no idea if I have like, if I'm dextering it up back here, no idea. And you guys, oh my God, you're so great. You're so hilarious. And it's not just like online people either. It's like even people in your real life, like let's not all be like, let's just, you know, word mouth diarrhea, everything and tell everybody all of your problems. It's like, you need to keep some of the mystery so that People still want to be your friends. They still want to be like, I don't know everything about them, you know? And it's like, that's one of the main reasons why I don't, I never show my kids, right? I don't show them. I don't, we don't say their names. There's a reason why I call them roommates on social media because y'all don't need to know what my kids look like. Like, you don't need to know that, you know? You don't need to know what my husband's name is. You know, I just, I posted a picture of him. And the only reason I did was because it was like, oh, I got to 2 million followers. And we were all like, how does that even happen? Like, how did I, that's not, that's not normal. People don't get 2 million followers. You know what I mean? Like, we're shocked at every milestone. And so he was like, yeah, let's post, we could post a picture. I was like, you really want to post a picture? Like, you of the two of us? I mean, that's fine with me. But like, you know, it's my channel, right? Like, why don't you get your own? <laughs> but, you know, that's that's part of the don't put all yourself out there. Like you gotta, you got it's, it's about self-preservation. It's about protecting not only your mind, but also your body and your heart. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to put all of your, what is that saying? Put all your eggs in one basket and then you drop the basket and now your fucking eggs are everywhere. You got, what are you going to 
got eggshells and eggs and now <laughs> nobody has omelets it's ridiculous now mm-hmm. everybody's hungry you know it's, it's just <laughs> <laughs> okay so that was actually a good segue into talking more about mental health so before we kind of talk about you know the implications that having a following have on mental health can you just talk about what your relationship with your mental health is um in general um and like growing up and kind of um if you were having discussions about mental health with family and in the home um yeah just like what's your relationship and your knowledge around it um again this is just speaking from growing up in the indian community i'm sure it's like that across a lot of people like poc but just mine just growing up in an indian community mental health was not taken seriously at all um there was no like oh my god are you okay you have postpartum depression we should get you help it was just oh you're tired it's like no bitch i am tired but that is contributing to my mental health right now like that is what's making it really difficult for me to you know do what i need to do um i feel like like growing up i didn't really have like too many mental health issues maybe i did and i don't i just don't remember they might not have been like as traumatic as some other people's. Um, I had a fairly like, you know, this this is what's expected. This is what you do. You do it and there's no problems. And it's like, okay, well, that seems easy to me. I don't like problems. I'll just do what's expected. And I was, I was really like, you tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. And I'm like that right now. You tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Don't make me sit here and guess. Don't make me be like oh my god you don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking no it's not my brain it's your brain why don't you just tell me um but as far as it goes now um I I went through postpartum depression with my older son when I first had him because I was you know I was in Chicago the only person that I had was my husband it was like my parents my whole family was in Connecticut still they're still in Connecticut and we had just it was like I think two years after we got married so it's not like I had a group of friends I could rely on or anything like that and so I think mental health definitely affects you more in a negative way when you are isolated and when you are when you feel like you're lonely so it doesn't mean the reason I say when you feel like you're lonely versus when you are it it doesn't matter how many people are around you but if they're not willing to be open and honest about hey how are you feeling what's going on I feel like you're you're more quiet than you normally are or you know you're not you're not acting yourself what's going on if they don't notice that stuff about you then they're not really there for you they're just they're just people they're not there for your mental health and so if you don't feel like you have people who you can rely on it really takes a negative impact on your mental health right and so I kind of went through that post whole postpartum depression Um, I was seeing a therapist I got medication you know kind of at the end of the day figured it out we figured it out uh we got to where I needed to get to and I was on antidepressants for a while um, but then I got pregnant with my second son and I was like "Mm." I mean even with my first one I was like no coffee no caffeine like I cut out a lot just to do the best that I could to grow this alien in me you know and so I had to not only deal with a second pregnancy but then getting off of the antidepressants and and kind of having to be strong again and then I'm not on them now, and and it's just by by chance actually. Um, I ended up having a procedure where like I just forgot to take my medicine for a week because I was in bed, my medicine was downstairs, 
and I was just so passed out from the pain meds that it just, you know, the medication left my system after a week of not taking it. And I felt good mentally, like I felt strong. And and they say, you know, you have to try a lot of different antidepressants before you find the one that fits you, because that's why they make so many different ones. And I don't think I had the right one. But then when I stopped taking them, I told my doctor, I was like, hey, I want to try this. I want to see how it goes. I know what to look out for, like what I used to be like versus what I don't want to be like, you know, just like you have to know yourself. Um, But I feel like the more I talked about it with my husband, because in the beginning, he was like, what? That's not real. Like, and it's not his fault. He just didn't grow up. Like, we didn't grow up like that. Talking about mental health. You know, we didn't grow up like, let's all sit at the dinner table and, and talk about how our day went. Like, that's, I'm saying this to you, but like, that's, that's what beige people do, right? Like, that's what you saw on TV in shows where they would sit down and that, that's what they would do. And you're like, oh, but that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to sit down and we're supposed to talk about our day and, and all that. And so we do that with our kids now. Like we make it a point to sit down at dinner together, even if like I'm not hungry or, you know, my husband's not hungry. We'll still all four of us sit down while the kids eat. We'll try to anyways. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about how their days went and all that because being in a virtual world this past 18 months, it's like we have to talk about a lot more of like, how's it going? Are you frustrated? What's going on? Um, but I think the more we talk about mental health in any aspect, either as a new parent or as somebody who another example is is when you finish high school and you go to college like those are two different things like you're going from living with somebody who takes care of you who does your laundry who does your grocery shopping who wakes your ass up every morning to get to school right like you're 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 living with caretakers other parents or grandparents or whatever who are helping you be successful in high school and in in grade school And then if you decide to go away to college, you're doing all that shit by yourself. If you don't have somebody, like if you don't make an effort to be friends with who you're living with in the dorms or just people on the floor, then you're, again, you're by yourself, right? And that's, that's why a lot of people drop out of college because they they couldn't handle the stress of the school actually doing the work, but then also being by themselves, not having their friends around because their friends are all different colleges right? They're like, oh my God, we're going to be friends forever. No, you're not. It's high school. You're not. I'm only friends with one person from high school. One. And that's it. Like, you know what I mean? And so like mental health and in all aspects of your life, if you don't have somebody who is there for you mentally, you're going to feel it's going to make you go down real fast. And it's, it's a lot easier to go down than it is to come up. Because when you try to come up, and just knowing, you know, I'll, I'll say things now to my husband. I'm like, today's not a good day because I, and then I'll list out why I felt it wasn't a good day. And like, you know, I was really short with our older son and he, all he did was ask me a question. I shouldn't have gotten mad, but like being able to reflect on it is part of it, right? It's part of growing. It's part of knowing your own mental health. It's part of knowing that, you know, you, <clears throat> did something you shouldn't have done and you apologize for it. And my parents would never have said sorry to me. I've said sorry to my kids because I'm like, I'm sorry, mommy didn't mean to yell. My mom would never have said that. She wouldn't be like, I'm sorry. I didn't. She would, she would have looked at me like, yeah, I yelled at you. You weren't doing what you were supposed to. Like, <laughs> you know? So that's one of the things that, you know, whenever somebody does request a podcast interview or something like that and they like, hey, what do you, what, is there something you want to talk about? This is what I want to talk about. And if I feel like they are open to it. I do 
like talking about mental health because I think we just we need to bring more awareness to it. We need to make ourselves more vulnerable to it so that people know on on the internet, not just social media, but so people know on the internet that your life does not need to be portrayed as something that is perfect. Like that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. You know, again, growing up with social media, right? Facebook, like I grew up with all that stuff. And so I've seen it evolve and whatever. And I've been a consumer for the longest time and just watching things. And it's like, I never thought I could be on social media because I was like, I'm not pretty like that. I don't travel like that. I'm not skinny like that. I don't, people don't send me clothes. Like, you know, I, you, you make up these assumptions about people you see on your screen. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I nine out of 10 have a messy bun. Is because that's what my what I look like all the time, and and my thing is I'm not gonna try to look pretty for you for sixty seconds because it takes me a fucking hour to look pretty for you for sixty seconds. Like if you if you want to like me, like me for me, and that is do I wear glasses? Yeah, but that's because the I think it's hilarious. People are like, you don't have lenses. I'm like, at what point did you think these things had lenses? There's no reflection. Like, are you looking at my face on your screen or are you looking at my crown or something in the background? Like, are you looking at that ring light? Is that what you look, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh my God, your glasses don't have lenses. And they'll only notice because I'll be like scratching my eye or something. They're like, did you just poke your, what? I'm like, oh my God, you people are so not, like people are so observant, but then they're not observant at the same time. Like what's in front of them, they refuse to look at and they look at everything else. And it's just like, Let's focus on all of it. I'm really glad that you talked about just the importance of having like support people. And I'm also glad you made the distinction between like, like being lonely and feeling lonely because yeah, the feeling of loneliness is like can be debilitating, even if you have like mm -hmm. a bunch of people around you. So and I think especially when when speaking about online kind of friendships and relationships and stuff. Um, it can appear that people have a lot of friends and a lot of people around them to support them. Mm -hmm. um, and I've experienced feeling like, oh, my God, they have so many support people and I don't. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, so I think just emphasizing that for mental health purposes, having genuine people around you to be there to support you is really 
important. I think people sometimes feel like they have to do all this shit alone when yeah. you don't have to. No, it's definitely it's it's super important to it's about quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's like in all aspects of life, right? It it a good majority of the time it doesn't matter about the quantity that you have. It's about the quality that you have. Right. Um and people use this example all the time like a, a car that's crazy expensive and a car that is not that's reasonably priced will still get you from A to A to Z in the legal time you're supposed to be driving. You know, no one's asking you to break the sound barrier to get to where you need to go. You know what I mean? Like, but it, and it's at that point when you choose to have that, that expensive car, it's because that's what you want to have in your life. It's not because that's what you need to have in your life. And what you, but what, you, when it comes to people, what you need to have in your life is you need to have good quality people in your life. And if that means one person, that's one person. And Again, social media has made it so that people think they have to have like a slew of people behind them. You know, I forgot his name. He got canceled because these people were stupid. But he's the one that kept making the videos and and they would be doing this wild shit on camera. He like lost all these brand deals because of it. Like it came out that like, you know, the the girls that he would have on his in vlogs or whatever like they would um come back like a couple months later and be like i didn't i was coerced into doing that and blah 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 blah, blah. And it's like you clearly don't have the quality of people in your life that you thought but you surely do have the quantity because we can see it on screen and that doesn't mean shit because now you're shit out of luck because now you've been canceled you lost all these deals you lost all this money that you were making and now look at you because you didn't you know, you, you didn't take a look at the people that you were surrounding yourself with. And it's super important. You know, you need to for sure make sure that the people that you have in your life, either in real life or via social media or, hey, I met you online and now we're friends. We've hung out. We've taken trips together whatever, that they're people that you would definitely want to be with over and over again. You know, you don't want to just grin and bear it like that's that's no way to live life. So, yeah, yeah. definitely about quality. Yeah, I agree. And also you mentioned um, how just in general, mental health is very stigmatized in Indian culture, Mm -hmm. Um, which I've just recently kind of realized that because um, I use Clubhouse. So I host like an anxiety support group on there every Friday. And recently, we've been getting a lot of Indian people coming in and talking about how much of a hard time they're having right now with their mental health and how they come into these rooms and talk about all this stuff because they don't feel comfortable talking about this with the people in their lives. And that like breaks my heart. And I know it's an issue here in the U.S., but just from what I've heard, it seems like it's a little more severe or like the destigmatization around mental health in Indian culture is progressing slower than it is here, at least oh, from what sure. I've seen. Yeah. No, for sure it is. I mean, we still have jackass douche canoes throwing acid on girls walking down the street in India. And so if we can't even tackle that, there's no way that we can tackle, like truly tackle mental health awareness. You know, it's still... You still have people in the villages in India who refuse to go see a doctor for to get physicals. So we can't even get them to do a physical, which is proof. Hey, your fucking blood work says you got diabetes. You have 
high cholesterol, you need to take, and that's proof. How are you going to prove mental health? You know? And so it's, and, and that's kind of the sad part in the Indian culture here or even in India. Um, the fact that it's just, they always want proof. Like Indians, they're very prideful people and they don't want to talk about anything that makes them weak from physical health to mental health to anything. And so they just try to quote unquote power through it. And it's just like, you know, you're doing yourself more damage powering through it than not. Like there's, there's a reason why, you know, so many women in the past who have had arranged marriages, why they're unhappy. It's because they don't, they don't talk about their mental health. They just, they, this is what you're supposed to do. You do it and that's it. Don't expect anything more from life. Don't, you know, and, I mean, they're a product of their, of their upbringing, right? They're, it's not, we can't like, if we're going to point fingers, we have to go back how many hundreds of years to point fingers. And so at this point, it's not about pointing fingers and saying, this is who is to blame. It's like, well, let's just make it so that they feel comfortable talking to people. And I'm not going to lie. That is one of the benefits since the internet has come about is like I said earlier, I used to be in chat rooms all the time. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Um, in my town I had a couple but not a lot Um, and this was before you know cell phones and stuff and so it's like I'm at home I'm done with homework Um, I don't want to watch tv I don't want to read let me go online let me talk to other people let me talk to you know ASL age sex location like you know where are you I just want to talk to people in Florida because I'm done with talking to people in Connecticut you know what I mean like that's how we used to connect with people not in our towns or not in our real lives um, was from the internet. And it's great that they can go into chat rooms like this now on their phones and just kind of, just kind of vent, you know, just kind of say what's on their mind and, and, and get it out because they're with a, a group of people that are going through something similar and not like the similar experiences, but just mentally they're going through something and they know this is a safe place for me to say what I need to say, or just, even hearing other people's stories makes you realize you're not in this alone. And I think, you know, I made that mental health video for mental health uh, awareness. And, and I did start crying because I don't really talk about like my own experiences. And, and I don't know why. I think maybe because I knew a lot of people would be hearing it and I probably would get a lot of like comments on it. And when you talk about mental health, any health, any health, you make yourself vulnerable, right? So it's like, I don't, I don't want shit. I don't want people commenting negatively. I don't want to have to deal with that. But again, I just shut it down. And and I, my husband helps me greatly with that. Like there's been times where he has taken my phone away and he will keep my phone. So I don't comment back on stupid co- people or I don't rip into people. And like I said, if they're not blatantly racist comments, I will leave them up just because I want to see if my followers come to my defense. You know, I want to see if that community is there. And then for the, the people that, that do come to my defense, I'm like, okay, well, these people are the ones that are really, you know, they know me. They they want to get, they when they say, hey, I would love to be your friend in real life, they would actually want to be my friend in real life versus everybody else is like, oh my God, I think if we were friends in real life, we'd be such good friends. I'm like, really? I don't know. Because from your picture, I'm going to judge you and I don't think we would be good friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 It's, I don't know. I feel, I feel really bad about like where mental health is going in the Indian community. Like I want it to go up. I want it to get better, but it's only going to get better if we talk about it. And if other people hear that we're talking about it, you know, and, and it's like, it's, it's all like, you know, everybody says it, it's okay to not be okay. But we've been conditioned 
to be like, oh my God, no, everything has to be perfect because look at look at this on Instagram. So-and-so is perfect. They're actually not. They're not perfect. Everybody's photoshopped. Like, even I use the fucking beauty filter and I don't like, you know what I mean? Who doesn't want to look nice and soft on their camera? <laughs> like everybody does, you know? It's just like, that's not that's not what I look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um I was gonna ask like since you don't talk about mental health on TikTok very often I know for me I'm someone I don't consume a lot of content on TikTok um or Instagram really but what I do is the people that I do follow or whose content I do enjoy I know that TikTok and Instagram aren't the places where I'm gonna learn about them as a person Yep. And so I like listening to podcasts like this or on other topics where these influencers go on and then they're in a space where they can talk more about themselves and be a little bit more open. And I just enjoy consuming that type of uh, input into their life in podcast formats as opposed to like trying to do that yeah. on TikTok. Well, I mean, you can't, right? So yeah. Just short format, even Instagram, like I know you can, you can upload like on Instagram TV. And so sometimes I try to do that too, just different audiences, whatever, you know, I listen to a lot of, I listen slash watch a lot of podcasts on YouTube. Right. And so that's how I get to know people as well, because like you said, that their videos are longer, they're talking about something and they're just, to me, podcasts are just vlogs, right? It's just people talking, either you're talking about a to- something you feel strongly about you're talking about your day or you're talking with somebody about a topic and so it's just a video diary and I mean that's why I started vlogging last year I just would set up my phone and just talk to the the camera for you know try to keep it 15 minutes or less or whatever and sometimes you get off topic and it, it keeps going um some people like it some people don't and a lot of people have told me like they've commented on my YouTube videos. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love that you're, I get to know more about you here. And I'm like, and I appreciate that. Like, do I have a lot of followers on YouTube? No, I don't. Do I want more? Obviously, who doesn't? But I'm not going to be all like, I mean, if you really want to get to know me, my information's out there. You just have to go to my bio, my profile, click on links and you're like, boom, you're right there. I'm not going to beg you to follow me because I don't need pity follows. Like I said, that's not where I am in life. Uh, If I get there, you know, so be it. But yeah, it's the longer formats is where you're actually definitely going to get to know somebody better versus just the short format. Like, yeah, you'll get to know my sense of humor because I'm being funny, but that's not all I am. You know, I'm not just a goofball all the time. Like no one is just one thing all the time. And, you know, just like I, I feel I feel bad for Cody. You know, I feel bad for a couple of my other friends in that group because it's like people see their content and they're like oh you're just you're you're a horrible person because you do this it's like no she's just she's she's confident she knows what she looks like and so that's what she's just leave her alone she's not hurting anybody you know like she's she's never showed her kids on screen she's never said her kids names you know like you need to look at those little things to know if she's a good mom or not and don't just make blanket statements like like Meredith you know babies of steel she's another one that's in our group she's she's amazing but like people will be like oh my god I think you need ADD medicine you're so hyper it's like get the fuck out of here like are you a doctor are are you her doctor that's the only time you could say anything is if you're her doctor that's the only time like don't because you don't agree with something just assume that they're they're one way or another like 
I get that up sunshine all the time. They're like, well, you should take your red dot forehead and go back to India. It's like, well, you should think twice about putting this negative energy out in the interweb because it's never going to go away and it will come back to bite you in the ass. You know, how many accounts have you seen where like people will come to other people's defenses and they'll be like, I found out where you live and I found out everything because you're an idiot. You posted everything on Facebook because you wanted to be part of the group or whatever. And it's like, okay, they just figured out that you work at Walmart in this town and now they can get your ass fired because you were being an asshole, a douche canoe on the internet. And they don't want that, that, that representation, even if you are just a cashier. Like a lot of people don't understand that, you know, it's like the vibe you put out there is there forever, you know, but yeah, you need to look into the little things that people put out there. It's it's not just like, oh, she does thirst trap videos. It's like, so what? Who doesn't? How many other people do? But you're going to pick on her for that? Why? What is your basis? Because somebody else told you to not like her? Well, why do you believe that person? Do you know that person personally? Like, a lot of people put themselves in the middle of things when they don't need to put themselves in the middle of things. A lot of people try to fight other people's fights. When they don't need you, like it's like I didn't ask you to fight my fight. If I need help, I will ask you, and then for sure, go ahead, blast them. But I didn't ask you to take up my fight for me. I I think I'm I'm capable. I'm a pretty big girl. It might not look like it on your screen, but I'm a pretty big girl, you know. And some people do that because they're they're trying to be helpful. They want you to know that they they support you. It's like you can support me without trying to take over my fight. I think I'm okay here, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think people tend to try to like one step into like a expert role or doctor role and claim that they know best so they can label someone as being not best, yeah, not best or a bad mom. That's ridiculous. That's so frustrating to me. I've talked to so many moms for this podcast and the amount of times I've just heard them like getting comments that they're a bad mom or like posts like that are like make moms feel guilty um it's just so frustrating but like the bad part is when when it's moms doing that to other moms yeah you know like I'll look at like if I if I'm on a video and hashtag moms of tiktok whatever I used I tried that in the beginning I was like I don't want this I'd I do not want to be part of this moms of TikTok. These people are vicious. They're yeah. like high school on steroids. I don't need mean girl vibes. I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I stopped using those hashtags real quick, like real quick. I was like, next, I'm not using that. Um, but it's like, it makes me mad when it's moms shaming other moms. And I'm just like, you, how do you think that you're perfect? Mm-hmm. Who told you that you are a perfect parent? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you mean to tell me you don't serve your kids frozen chicken nuggets? I mean, yeah, I cook them. I don't just throw frozen chicken nuggets at them and say, open your mouth like they're cooked. You can't tell me that you don't use convenient stuff all the time to make your life easier. Yeah. And I was going to say like another people also like to step like to fix or try to fix you. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, too, is especially when it comes to like mental health stuff, if someone expresses um, even not, I was going to say like struggling with their mental health, but even just like something they deal with that's related to mental health. I feel like people yeah, want to be the ones to fix it. When oh my God, you should necessary. go see a therapist. You should go get help. You should, it, whenever somebody uses the term should, should it's always yeah. been a trigger for me. Uh, my husband knows this and he has since learned 
to stop saying that. Don't tell me what I should do because I can tell you what you should do and it's not going to be pretty. Um, I immediately disregard their comments. You should not tell me what to do. Um, and that's because, A, we don't know what's going on in their life. We never, we, we have no idea of what's going on in that person's life. You know, we might think we know what's good or what we should, tr- what they should try because you tried it, right? Like I went to go see a therapist because I felt it was time for me to go see a therapist. And unless somebody asks me, hey, what do you think I should do? I'm not going to give you my two cents. Um, I will, you know, I, I'll, I'll show you my support in those videos. Like if it comes across my FYP, I'll be like, you know, I'm so sorry you're going through this much love. And that's it. Like, because nine out of 10 people just want to know that they're not alone. They don't want you to come in and have a hero complex and fix the problem. They just want to know that they are not alone in thinking the way that they're thinking. Because again, when you feel like you're alone, you feel like you're doing something wrong. And so again, double-edged sword, right? Social media is great because you can connect with people that you never even thought you would ever connect with. It's also horrible because you end up connecting with people you never even thought you would connect with. And it's like, I definitely didn't want those people in my life. They're not because I don't give them the time of day, but they're part of that 3.9 million. You know, they're Mm -hmm. part of that ever-growing following count. Um, They contribute to some of the likes, maybe not all of them. Um, It's just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that like to play mind games out there. And I'm just like, do you, you honestly don't have anything better to do with your life besides play mind games on social media or the internet? Like what? Like, why don't you pick up a book? Why don't you, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even need to be real book with pages. It could be on the Kindle app on your goddamn phone, but just go to that app instead. You know what I mean? Like I, I was telling my husband, it was like two months, three months into the lockdown last year. And I was like, man, this is the perfect time for me to read. And I just don't want to get into any books. Like, I love reading. I love reading. You know, that's what I did before that. That's why I was never on social media. Um, I would post a picture on Facebook or whatever of my kids because, you know, my mom's in Connecticut and my brother would share. Be like, oh, look, she put a picture. Here's what the boys look like. Hey, we're good. Um, or I was at, clearly, the funny poster. I would post memes. Be like, oh, my God, true story or some stupid shit, you know, make people laugh. Um, I think if, if you had looked at my Facebook account, February of last year, I only had a hundred followers in Facebook. That's clearly not the case now, but you know, I was never like big on any of that stuff because I was into the reading and it's just like, and I teach the boys that we try to like do as much of that kind of stuff. You know, it's because you might think that social media is great because you have the instantaneous like serotonin hits and stuff, but sometimes it's not worth it. And so, you know, we try to take we, we try to take a lot of electronic breaks if we can, you know, be like, no, one, the one thing for sure when we're at the dinner table, no, don't even bring that shit to the table. Put your phone somewhere else. I never, and we go to restaurants, my husband will bring his phone out. My older son will. I definitely, I never bring my phone out. I only bring it out now because my husband will be like, let me take a picture of you for Instagram. I'm like, okay. And I look like that. <laughs> like it's me at the, at the table, like what? <laughs> like I look like an idiot because I'm I'm in mom mode, right? Like right. I'm not in like I I have the different modes. I'm in mom mm-hmm. mode, so I'm not in like oh my god, let me put my crown on, let me look pretty. Like it's you you definitely you need to protect your mental health at all times, regardless of what you're doing. Regardless, yeah. 
so just a couple more questions before we wrap That's up. That's fine. It's okay. So you talk about how you, you have your mom life and then online life and then you have work um, and how you have like strict boundaries to keep those separate. Mm-hmm. Um, were those boundaries kind of always there just because the nature of, you know, the reason you use TikTok for more of a like a hobby or did you kind of realize after a little bit that you needed to set some more concrete boundaries in order to keep things separate um I think I've always kind of even before I got you know really into social media I've always like I said I would my phone was really just used to read right like I I use my kindle app because it's like millions of books why would I not use an app you know I know a lot of people are like that's not really reading well fuck you it's reading um but, but you know when I started and I started posting in October I started posting like five videos a day and I and I only did it after work because I didn't want to get in trouble with work be like why are you posting during work hours it's like I, I'm not trying to get fired right I need I need my real job um and so I would post my video like I would post a video every hour until I went to bed and then if we weren't doing anything like if we were just sitting and watching tv and my husband and I and there was a commercial I would I would look at my phone to see what comments I got right um but if the weekend came and we decided to you know there were a couple families that we got together with during the pandemic same families all that we were pretty we were safe um but if they came over or we went to their house my phone didn't come out at all. My phone does not come out in social situations. It, And in fact, I had my husband had to remind me numerous times when I went to San Francisco. He's like, you need to take pictures. You need to. And I was just like, can you just fucking stop? Like, because that's not where I am mentally. You know what I mean? I'm a lot better now. But like, and this was back in May when we went on our trip, right? With with all the girls and stuff. And, and he had to remind me, like from the moment I got into O'Hare Airport, he was like, make sure you take pictures. You should do a couple of small videos, like tell people, guess where I am. And, I'll, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and he stressed me out and I wasn't even in San Francisco yet. It was just, I still had to get there. And I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to do the best that I can. But you have to remember that I, up until now, whenever I had something going on, my phone was always put away. It was always in my purse because I'm, I'm the one that's in the moment all the time. Like that, you know, family members would have, their phones out taking pictures and I'll just be like take a picture of me or don't take it I don't care you can share it post it I'll grab it later I don't really I don't need originals like I would rather have the memory of me being in the moment and I've always been like that um so it's not like I've had to be more diligent with it as I got larger and larger like I'm going out with friends tonight and I probably won't check my phone at all because I'm with friends. And that's, I feel like a lot of people lose that. A lot of people don't realize that because we're all so big on social media. Like we need to let everybody know what we're doing at every single moment. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you are doing right now. Nobody cares. You think people care because you want people to care, but nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like I'll probably post a video on Instagram right now after we're done. That will be my one post today. That's it. Mm. I, I don't I don't have the bandwidth, the mentality to post every hour every day. And because TikTok has kind of like every every week for the past six weeks I've been on a posting ban. And so some it ended up it's always on the weekends. So it ends up fine because I'm always busy on the weekends. So I, I'm not stressed out about that. 
but I was telling my friends, you know, in our group chat, I was like, you know, I think even if I don't get banned on the weekends, I think I'm going to just ban myself. I'll take a look at videos. I'll comment. I'll save videos to respond to later, stitch to later, whatever, react to later during the week. But I think, you know, I'm going to try to cut it in half a little or not half, but just cut it a little bit. Maybe just, you know, like I said, I used to post five videos a day in October and then I went to four and then I went to three and now I just do two because I'm like, I'm not going to put all this content out there five videos a day to just have people report me for stupid shit. It's like, you think I'm harassing somebody? Did you not listen to their original video? They were calling women horrible names. like, And I'm just calling them out on his douche canoery. Like, what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Okay. So since you don't talk um, often about mental health on your platform, there's probably a lot of people that like don't know what you do to maintain your mental health. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about just some of the things that you do to keep up your mental health? As it applies to social media, I I definitely and and I do try to make some videos where, you know, like if you actually wrote down what I was saying and read it yourself, you'd be like, "Damn, she has a point." But because my delivery is comedic, people it, I feel like it some mm. people don't really get it, but others do. They're like, "Oh my god, this is hilarious, but it's so true." So I I do try in my content to put it out there once in a while of, you know, here's a, here's a good tip on how to keep your mental health because I know we're all going crazy. Like I'll probably do one next week because I know school's starting here and, and I know a lot of people in the Chicago area follow me. Um, but a lot of what I do is, is I, so when I post a video, any platform, it doesn't matter what platform, when I post a video, um, I only take a look at the comments the first day, the first out, like maybe first two hours after that, I don't look at the comments because it's too much to handle. Um, and I don't want to, you know, by chance see a negative comment and it have me like spiral. And it it happened yesterday. Normally I don't take a look at social media at nighttime. I try not to like before bed, I try to read versus going on social media. And yesterday I finished this thing with, and I ended up, it was really late. I didn't get off, finish my thing until like probably 11. And so because I was in front of a computer for like literally from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. with a couple of breaks, I was like, oh, my God, I need to just sit on the sofa and do nothing. So I was sitting on the sofa and I just like aimlessly scrolling through tick, like wasn't even registering what I was looking at. I was just trying to de-stress. Somebody had left a comment on one of my videos and it was it was definitely a racist comment. And I I don't know why it affected me so I. I do know it was because I was tired. I was doing something not like my mental blocks. They weren't up, right? Because I was tired. I needed to go to bed. I knew that. And I reported the person because I feel like I can do that. If they're being racist, I can report the person. People reporting me for no reason. I'm going to report somebody for a reason. But then like, you know, the girls were, they were all texting as well. And so, you know, we vent to each other. Like we're, because we all know what each other is going through in the world of social media. And so if, if I need to like have a sanity check of should I be upset about this, I'll ask them and be like, sanity check is should I be upset or is this like, am I overreacting? And they'll tell me the truth. You know, we'll tell each other the truth. Like, you need to calm down a little bit. Like, just walk away. Like, turn your phone off. Um, and, you know, they, they were, they were like, 
baby girl, you just need to go to bed right now. Take a gummy, go to bed and revisit this. You know, you know that it's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. So I definitely don't look at the extra comments, if you will, after the first one or two hours. Uh, when If I do go into my notifications on TikTok, it's to see what videos other people have tagged me in just to see if they're worth a stitch or a reaction or a comment or, or whatever I do. Um, but I, I don't because people, they take their anger and sadness out on other people. And I don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to have the bandwidth for that. No, I, I mean, and I kind of understand, you know, when celebrities or famous people are like, I didn't sign up to be your kid's role model. And they didn't. Unless, unless they're a Disney star, duh, it's a Disney fucking star. Like you are in front of children. Who did you think your audience was? I am not in front of children. My, I've claimed since I started my account 18 and over because I don't know what's going to come out of my word hole and I don't want to be held responsible because your three-year-old is watching that you let them watch. Like, and I get a lot of um, parents moms are like oh my god my eight-year-old loves you and I'm like what do you mean my your eight-year-old loves me like do you you realize I'm talking about vaginas here like do you know what a downstairs kitty cat is like I don't I just because I don't say the word that doesn't mean like you don't know what I'm you know they're like no 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 just the ones that are appropriate I'm like which ones are appropriate which I don't know I have no idea what you're talking about right now it's ridiculous (laughs) some people I don't they just, they boggle my mind, Jade. They yeah. boggle my mind. <laughs> okay. So um, lastly, how can myself and my audience stay up to date with you and the work that you do? Um, Just social media, right? Um, but yeah, between all social media platforms, I'm my handle is the same, Pinky Patel official. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for being here. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think... This will be really good for people to hear and kind of get a look into the life of an influencer. But I think you're a a different type of influencer than like what people think of when they think influencer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Students of Mind. Pinky was such a joy to talk to. The show often yields conversations that are very heavy and intense sometimes, which can be a lot to digest. So I'm really excited to share this one with you all. If you'd like to follow Pinky, all of her social media links are listed in the description below. She just started selling some new merch, so that link will be in the description as well. As always, links to the Students of Mind team's social media are in the description, as well as any other resources that were talked about in today's episode. Thank you again for listening. I hope you learned something new or resonated with something you heard today, and I will see you next time. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. 
It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.